Hello, friends. Welcome to the Mostly Harmless Podcast. I'm your host, Damon Damien. Uh, today, we have very special guest, Mr. Brennan Kelly of the Lawrence Arms. Uh, now, you may also know Brennan from one of his thousand side projects. Uh, he is also in The Falcon, uh, The Broadways, Slapstick. Uh, he's been on The Daily Show. He's got a couple of short films out there. He just directed a full-length feature film. He's got an amazing blog called The Bad Sandwich Chronicles. This guy's got his finger in everything. Um, I can't believe he's not a stand-up comedian, because I think he should be. And he's a, His show is a really fun fucking shit show. Uh, so, yeah, um, today is with him. I've got to warn you, I it is four. 50 in the afternoon on Sunday afternoon. I've got to go work a goddamn local juggalo show at the Black Sheep. Uh, this is just a bunch of local little kids who want to be juggalos. They want to be the insane clown posse, and I've got to go to work it. And here's the worst part. I'm still fucking drunk from last night. I uh, went to the Triple Nickel Tavern last night and saw uh, what was supposed to be Arliss Nancy's uh, third show of their CD release show weekend, but their CDs did not make it in from the pressing plant, so we just fucking got drunk and had fun. We were supposed to have an after party at my apartment. Nobody came over. I cried a little inside. Um, but still, you know, we had a good time. And here it is, 4 o'clock in the afternoon, and I am still fucked up from last night, which goes to show you how great a night it was. And that's really great in the spirit of this episode because uh, I met up with Brendan Kelly uh, Friday night in Denver, Colorado. Uh, the night before I was supposed to interview him, my car broke down and uh, on the way to Fort Collins to interview him at the Surfside 7. But I ended up sitting at uh, my good buddy Paul's apartment and drinking myself to sleep and listening to Lawrence Arms and reading articles and interviews. It was one of the absolute most boring, fun, perfect nights ever. Just one of those nights where everything just happened to the stars just somewhat aligned themselves. And I think this, it made this a better interview because I hadn't done any research whatsoever before. And uh, yeah, I'm going to quit rambling about that. Uh, but I found the Broadway's Brendan Kelly's like, older band um when i was i think 16 years old just getting into punk rock uh back in the day you used to be able to get these record label samplers for like three or four bucks from the uh, record store and generally these were um 20 20 to 25 tracks from different bands on the labels you could buy the cds for three or four bucks perfect um you know that was in the days before spotify and you know youtube and the internet where you can just download everything so it was a really big deal to be able to buy a cd for you know three or four bucks and the song 15 minutes from the broadways was on this uh mail orders fun comp from asian man records and i just fell in love instantly and i've been kind of half-assed following brendan and his various adventures ever since uh i really i bought the broadways album broken star off of uh Mike Mike Park was famous for these uh, hand-drawn, hand-written ads that he would have in Flipside, Ben is Dead, and Maximum Rock and Roll Zines and whatnot. And uh, I think I ended up buying like three CDs for like 20 bucks because that was a big deal back then. And uh, Broadway's Broken Star was one of those albums I just fucking fell in love with and loved to death. And then, uh, you know, the Broadway's broke up very early on and that's a sad sad day and we're not going to talk about that because i cried a little inside and i cut myself and i didn't know if i'd be able to feel again but here i am today talking to you um i did i wasn't that big a fan of lawrence arms when they first came out it's one of those things me and tim brown from elway 10 for eleanor and 
we, we like to jokingly talk about uh, growing beards and how that changes our perspective on music, but it really does. Uh, bands like Hot Water Music and Lawrence Arms, I liked them, but that moment the beard like really grew in, I fucking just fell madly in love with these bands. And it was honestly the Falcon, the Falcon EP uh, that they put out that really like just turned that internal knob in my head and went to the uh, good position. I just fell madly in love. Uh, so anyway, I run into Brendan Kelly. I was supposed to do this interview on Thursday night. Didn't happen. Friday night, we're at Illegal Pete's in Denver. Uh, it's the Arliss Nancy non-CD release party, but good times. And uh, I walk up to Brendan after I've finally got enough liquid courage to go introduce myself. And uh, he's like, hey, man, let's go do it right this second. And which is a good thing because every single person I talked to was like, go do the interview now. Do not let him get any more beer in him or you're not going to get this interview. Go do it now. So uh, we're graciously enough. We couldn't find a quiet spot at Legal Pete's. But uh, Zach from Gray Flight Area Records. Gray Flight Area Records. God, I don't know if I've got that right. I'm pretty sure I don't. Anyway, but. Uh, Zach, Zach was there. Zach's a good dude who I met a couple weekends ago and then promptly forgot. And Zach's one of those kind of guys who will call you on your shit and called me out on forgetting that I met him a couple weeks earlier at a Chuck Reagan show. Uh, he's a graphic designer up in Denver and he led us, uh, he led us two blocks away to his office, which was right where my car was parked. This just great, bad, dumb luck, but it worked out. And, uh, Sadly, uh, this was, you know, 30, 45 minutes before Brennan's set, so uh, Zach Tour managed the shit out of this shit. Uh, we only had about 20 minutes to sit down and talk. I think we managed to stretch it out to about 25. Uh, Lawrence Arms are about to record a new album. They're in the songwriting process. We're all very excited for that. Honestly, sitting sitting there in Denver, um, drinking whiskey by myself in my uh, old roommate's apartment, I got really excited to talk to Brendan about his kids. You know, his he's got this blog, Bad Sandwich Chronicles, and it talks a lot about his kids. And it's just fascinating to me. I'm kind of crazy. My father's absolutely insane. I'm kind of scared to have kids, but I want to have kids someday. So, and But I still want to kind of live this lifestyle we're doing now. So I really wanted to talk to him about those aspects of life. Uh, we do talk a little bit about the new Lawrence Arms album. Unfortunately, I did not get to talk to him about his feature-length movie. Uh, we talked a little bit about the Wandering Birds, but there's a lot of stuff I wanted to talk about that we just didn't have time to do. But I'm glad I did it when we did it because Brendan Kelly is a fucking drunk. Uh, he talks about it in this interview, but you know he doesn't get out and play that much. So when he does get out, he makes he makes a good night effort of it. Um, so yeah, it was, it's a good interview. Honestly, I think it's probably my favorite. Brendan Kelly is not afraid to say anything. He will fucking tell you how much he hates this and that without very little uh, stuff. I don't Fuck, I can't think of the word. Uh, he's a good dude. I liked him instantly. His wife was amazing. I really enjoyed talking to her. Uh, it was just a fucking all-around great night. Uh, one of the things that I think made it even better is I remember watching this acquaintance of mine like uh, outside. I was outside cooling off, and he's like, Brendan Kelly had just taken the stage, and this guy's like, man, fuck this guy. This guy's an asshole piece of shit. Fuck him. And that's the character that Brendan is on stage. He's a one-man shit show. He will not be afraid to tell you how much you suck. Whatever sucks, he will just fucking ramble on and rant, and uh, the guy has no filters, and I fucking love it. I was fucking really, really badly awesome great show, uh, if that makes any kind of sense. It's it's 
just a train wreck of uh, awesomeness. I'd like to see Brendan do some stand-up comedy. I think he's got a lot of good comedy chops. Uh, you should watch his short video. Uh, I think it's called The Therapist. Uh, basically, he plays the role of a therapist and a junkie on this short little uh, seven-minute video that you can find on Vimeo. I'll throw a link up on mostathomelesspodcast.com. Uh, okay, I'm going to quit rambling. We're going to get to this interview, but first, we're going to play a fucking rock song because I'm a little tipsy and I want to fucking rock. We're going to play Great Lakes, Great Escapes off of uh, Lawrence Arms' Ocal Cutter album. Uh, then we'll get right into the interview. All right. Thanks, buddies. Hanging out here at what? Melinda Brockhart? Malinky Barnhart, man. Malinky Barnhart. Great. What is this place? It's a design agency. It kind of looks like a graphic design agency. It's nice, though. I like it. I like the lunchbox uh, background. So, uh, But yeah, I'm sitting here with uh, Mr. Brendan Kelly. Zach is here hanging out, too. Zach, what's your last name? Lowry. Lowry? Lowry? Yep. Great. Sounds good. So, uh, yeah, so we're hanging out. Brendan Kelly. You're Hi. Now? 
Hi, Hi. yeah. What's, what are you in town for? Uh, just uh, my my wife's family's from here, so um, you know my kids want to see their grandparents, so I'm in town. Thought I'd play a show or two. Sounds good. Yeah. So uh, I knew you, I knew you started writing a new Lawrence Arms record. I don't want to ask you about that. Okay. Maybe later. Okay. Um, I uh, I got my car broke down yesterday. I got really drunk at a friend of mine's apartment. And I sat down and I read about four hours worth of bad sandwich chronicles. Your wonderful blog. Sure. Yeah. 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 How did that get started? Um, that got started when um, when my son was born, who is my uh, my oldest kid. He's almost four, uh, and all of a sudden I was faced with the realization that I was going to be stuck at home for a while because. You know, my, I mean, you have a kid and your life changes. And uh, I have, like, a compulsive need to create things, like, and get, <clears throat> like, a, a response from the things I create. It's it's, uh, it's something that I've always had since I was a kid. And uh, it's not – I mean, it's, it's, it's why I'm in a band. It's why I write songs. It's why I do everything I do. But it's, like, an obsessive-compulsive kind of – Disorder, I guess. Yeah. And uh, well, I mean, I, I started this whole thing because I went from booking shows and booking and touring and doing that stuff to I have no outlet for any of that stuff. I need to outlet of some kind to get attention because I'm a I need attention. Right. So sure. I get it completely. Right. So I mean, you know, it's it's that kind of thing, and you know, faced with the with the notion that I was going to be stuck at home wiping asses for a few years, I need to figure out how to get how to get myself uh, how to get myself out there from from the kitchen essentially and uh so the blog started and this, uh, at first it was just going to be kind of about me being at home while while my kids were well my my kid was you know sitting in the next room shitting his pants and crying but uh <laughs> but you know it eventually morphed into what it is and it's now it's it's his own perverse cracking of its own you know it's great i, I it it, it I was having a really shitty night. Obviously, my car broke down on my way to see you. And then uh, I just got drunk as shit and read that and laughed my ass off for hours. So, Well, you good. know, I hope, it's, uh, I hope it's enjoyable to people. I mean, obviously, it it bums about as many people out as it entertains. Well, so. it's tongue-in-cheek. you got to take it for what yeah. it is. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, I was going to tell you, I was watching you earlier talk to people. I really like your swagger. Oh, well, I've got, I've got a hell of a swagger. That's, that's great. That's, so I was born with that. <laughs> so uh, what was it like when you found out you were about to have kids for the first time? Uh, when I was about to have kids for the first time? Uh, I mean, the- we, we planned both of our kids. They're, neither one of them were accidents. Like, I've been with my wife for, you know, I mean, we've been together for like 12 years. We've been married for almost nine years, you know, uh, and our kids are almost four and almost two. And uh, when I found out that my wife was pregnant, I—I I mean, I was—I I mean, I, I was kind of terrified. And a big part of me was like, "Oh, that sucks." You know, like life is done. And th- that little part of me was fucking dead on right. By the way, because um, <laughs> life life sucks now, and uh, the fun is over. But um, there's there's a new kind of fun. That comes with having kids. That just like, I don't want to sit here and be like a cheese dick dad and tell a bunch of people who've never had kids how awesome it is to have kids because I feel like that shit's always disingenuous. But um, I'm very happy to know my son. I would not ever go back and change it. And my, I mean, and my daughter too. You know, like they're they're the, they're the coolest thing that have ever happened to me. You know, but all you assholes will have to. 
lose your freedom and figure it out for yourself. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I'm not here to fucking preach the yeah. virtues of being a parent. Well, those are my favorite parts of the blog is when you really do talk about the kid, like uh, the one with the gold star. Yeah, the man. Gold star system. I'm just like, yeah. It, 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 to me, it's more fascinating than listening to you to talk about anything else, which is why I'm talking about this right now because it's but, fascinating. Well, Sherry, I mean, like, you know, parenting is is crazy. It's, uh, it's like the entire human experience can be like sort of encapsulated in how you raise your child because they don't know anything. I mean, it's like, I've said this before, this is an analogy I've used before, but like, I think you probably recognize that like, there's almost no greater feeling than turning on somebody that you know will love something to something that you know they'll love. Like, like if I, if I see you or I see Zach and I'm like, man, have you heard the new Menzinger's record? You're going to love it. It is awesome. And you play it for them, and they love it. And they're, and, and, uh, and they're like, yeah. You know, you're like, yes, I love this. And you're like, see, I told you you would love that. But the feeling is so good in you, you know? Right. Like, it, that, that's what, like, having kids is like that, but it's for everything. You know, it's like, uh, hey, son, do you know what you're going to like? Trains. You know what you're going to like? Snow. <laughs> you know what you're gonna like um dinosaurs like it, it, it it's like even like just the most banal bullshit like you're turning some somebody onto something and they're gonna just love it so recklessly because they're kids and they don't have the same bullshit detector that that we have where they're jaded and shitty and go oh that's fine but it sounds too much like lucero you know like they don't have that you know so it's it's fucking amazing uh, to have kids, and that's why it's amazing to have kids. And yeah, yeah. Would you do you do it again in a heartbeat? I take it. Too. No, fuck no. I'm done. I've yeah. got two kids. That's all the kids I need. <laughs> so, but what about the uh, giving up? Is it has it been hard giving up this touring life for this family? Life? Yeah, dude. It fucking sucks. It sucks. I mean, like, there's there's no doubt about it. I mean, uh, being a father is amazing but being a parent sucks and uh that's just how it is you know like parenting is is not fun it's not a rewarding process it's like you you sit there and you're a killjoy and you're a shithead and you're like don't do the things that i would like to do and don't be the person that i would be if i were you stop doing that that's awesome but i have to clean it up you know it it, it sucks but being a father and watching like the manifestation of you and somebody you love, hopefully, like kind of like become something is incredible. Being a father is great. Being a parent sucks. That's yeah. That's how it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, what have you been doing other than the uh, bad sandwich chronicles in your uh, spare time? Well, you know, I've been over the last two years. I've been putting together this record. This. Uh, Brendan Kelly and the Wandering Birds record, which um, is a very weird and uh, different kind of album than I think people are probably used to hearing from me. Um, I've also uh, I've wrote and record. I wrote and filmed a movie, a feature-length uh, comedy film, and uh, you know I've been taking care of my kids. I mean. Uh, I've been I've been doing a lot of shit, but 
it's 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 easy for it to, I mean you know I worked I worked at some bars for a while I got fired from uh, the bar I was working at the week before my daughter was born because I was on tour with the Lawrence Arms and uh, the bar manager said I didn't tell him I was leaving so I haven't been bartending a lot of people think that I bartend all the time like I get I get a lot of emails that say where are you bartending can I come see you. I bartend at my house for my wife. So, do you still drink as much when you're at home with the kids? No, I mean, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't really drink uh, to excess at home that often. You know, it's, uh, it, you know, it's 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 really fun to go out and do something like like I'm doing tonight when I play at Illegal Pete's and drink a ton of beers and get wasted. But I mean, you know, like I have to wake up every morning at. 6.30 when the kids wake up and it's not fun to wake up super hungover, you know? So, I mean, as a result, my tolerance has gone down and as a result, when I'm out at shows <laughs> and I, like, just drink beer, I end up, like, just as, like, shitty and sloppy and people are like, oh, that guy's such a wasteoid. He can't handle it, you know? Which is true. I, I, I hate to say it, but, you know, the higher elevation does play a vast role in this I know. Right I know. My boners are fucking. They're they're so weak <laughs> up here. <laughs> it sucks. <laughs> I'm kidding. They're great. <laughs> so, you can still cut steel with these things. <laughs> so 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 one thing I was reading. We should talk about that. But no. So I was I was reading about the Wandering Birds record. Yeah. And uh, one of the things I really liked about what you were talking about was like you wanted to get out of your comfort zone. Well, it's an uncomfortable record. There's no two ways about it. It's uh, like I, I read an interview with Billy Joe Armstrong and said, you know, I know when I've written a good song when I'm nervous about the lyrical content. And after the Oak Alcutta record, which is the last Lawrence Arms full length that I did, I, I was so pleased with the way that turned out that I was a, a little bit... Um, it, it was hard for me to consider writing another album in that genre because I kind of felt like I nailed it, and and like which, like I mean, like I, I don't, I don't know what else to say. Like I, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not one to like toot my own horn, but that was like the coolest version of that kind of punk rock music that I think I could make, you know, and uh, and so, and so I was like, well, what am I going to do now? That's the best I can do. It might not be the best that the genre has to offer, but it's the best I can do. That that is my physical limitations have been reached here. And so I went back and I listened to this old Billy Joe interview where he was like, when I know that I've got a good song, it's when I'm uncomfortable. And I'm like, well, now I'm a dad. What makes me uncomfortable? Abducting children, you know, like weird, criminal, creepy shit like that. I was like, all right, well, how about I write about that? And at the same time, I was also kind of like, I've been really fixated lately with that, uh, with the way that, like, I, I, hate, I use this example kind of haltingly because I don't know anything about these dudes. I don't know if they're cool guys or assholes or not or whatever. But how that Odd Future collective has been getting so much shit for the lyrics they write, and it's like, dude, they promote rape. 
and they promote sexism and all that. And it's like, well, yeah, I mean, maybe that's true, but they're artists creating art. And that should be allowed. Like, nobody took Dostoevsky to task because he suggested that, like, murdering old ladies randomly just to see if you could get away with it was the thing. It's like there was a sort of inherent knowledge that he was creating something. And, and so, like, I was, I, I, I'm, just, I'm just really offended by the fact that these days, if you make music in any sort of way, shape, or form, you're, you're sort of beholden to, like, this art you create. It has to be you. And I think that's fucking insane because it is, you know, as as much as, much as you, you sound like a dickhead when you, you call music art because, I mean, that's something that only dickheads say, but it is art. And, and, uh, and I'm a dickhead, so fine. But uh, the, the point is that, like, I, so these two thoughts kind of, like, coalesced in my head and I was like, okay, so I'm going to make a really, just, like, dangerous creepy weird album and so the entire record is about like domestic terrorism and looting and kidnapping children and like you know international drug smuggling across borders and like taping women up in the back of vans and throwing their corpses into storage spaces like this is like really very literally what the record is about and I hope it fucking bums people out a little bit because, because it's a it's a weird it's a weird weird record. I've been putting it together for like two years, and I don't think it's going to be anybody's fucking record of the year. I don't know how many people will even really be able to listen to it all the way through, but uh, it's intentionally sort of challenging, I guess. Yeah, I like I like the EP. I listened to it about five times last night. Oh, well, that's a few songs. thank you. That the uh, the first song. It was the first song I recorded for the record, uh, Man with the Passion of Tennessee Williams. And the next two songs are... The second one is a, a demo that I wrote and recorded in about three hours. And the last one is an acoustic version of the first song on the full length. So it's... Uh, so that thing was... I, I don't want to say it was... Uh, a throwaway, but it's two demos and, and a track, so it's it's not really indicative it's, of what's it's like on the prepping record. people for what's to come. I just I just wanted people to know that it wasn't going to be the Lawrence Arms. You know, it was kind of a sorbet, like a palate cleanser. You know, to be like what, what you're about to get with this this project is not not yeah. punk rock. Well, we don't have much time, but I do want to talk about the uh, like maybe. But yeah, yeah. Um, so you started writing a new Lawrence Arms record, huh? That is absolutely true. Um, the, you know, I talked to Chris. The thing is, uh, with the Lawrence Arms, we uh, we got audited by the IRS. Wow! In two thousand six, and it was a it's a brutal situation. And if we had more time, I'd go into the story of it, which is we'll do it again. We'll do it next time. Un- unbelievably, yeah, absolutely. It's it, it's it's terrible, but like. Once, like, you get audited and you're under, like, the microscope of the IRS, it's it's so hard to just continue and play shows because it's, like, what's legal, what's not? I mean, you know, we always operated under this, like, sort of, I mean, I've, I've never wanted to, like, fucking 
break any laws or like hide anything but it's like when i set up the business of the lawrence arms i was 19 i'm 35 now you know what i mean so it's like the, the fucking it, it, it's like yeah we turn in these forms that people give us and then we pay the taxes and hey that's that's it so apparently we were doing it wrong <laughs> and uh once like uh oh calcutta came out and we got like sort of significantly more popular and a lot more money came in uh well we got audited and and you know for for two for two and a half years we kind of like lived under that shadow and it was like well what can we do can we can we make records can we sell t-shirts can we play shows like there's no like we didn't know it's like what's what's okay what's not like how bad are we gonna get busted am i gonna go to jail you know like because it's like the irs is so fucking terrifying but at the end of the day um it came back and turned out we'd been doing things pretty much by the book and we just owed a little bit of money and we paid it and that was a huge fucking load off our shoulders and so now we're ready to be a band again and, and write records that being said you know things have changed a lot in that time you know like uh i mean i got two kids since then uh chris has got an old lady that he's uh living with neil is in the smoking popes i mean it's uh it's a very different entity than it was but um but we want to we want to we want to travel we want to get out and see everybody and we want to make a record and you know it's my hope that uh we can we can get together and write a record that's that's cool and legitimate and stays true to our like what i think is a pretty awesome legacy yeah. you know i mean like, i don't want to put out like a shitty late era aerosmith record <laughs> you know just to, just to say we put out a record so we can make money i mean it's uh so yeah there's a new lawrence arms record coming but only if we're still good enough to write it <laughs> all right uh well we're out of time chris because you got to go play but yeah. uh thanks for sitting down buddy. Right. my name's brendan but that's awesome but shit you just said sorry i've been drinking you've been drinking thanks chris i mean brendan i mean brendan thanks buddies perfecto all right, buddies, that was Mr. Brendan Kelly, again, from the Lawrence Arms, the Broadway's the Falcon, Slapstick, and uh, Brendan Kelly and the Wandering Birds. A uh, really, really great guy. Like I say, I really enjoyed talking with him. And, uh, you know, it's a bummer we had to turn the microphone off when we did. Because uh, <laughs> the guy doesn't stop. The guy keeps going. He started talking about his love for the Game of Thrones. Uh, he started talking about his love of hot water music and how he can't wait for the new album and how it's not going to be album of the year, how he's tired of bands ripping off Lucero. God, the list just goes on and on and on. Uh, Virgil actually got on to me for uh, getting Brendan even more drunk because we managed to drink uh, two or three beers during the course of this interview. But you know what? Fuck it. It was all good fun. And uh, I encourage each and every one of you to reach out and talk to Brendan because this guy just doesn't give a shit. And it's awesome. Uh, he's just one of those guys that I... This is the first time I've ever met him, and just immediately I'm enamored, and I fucking love the dude. And again, his wife is super cool. And thanks to Zach for letting us uh, do this interview in his office. Um, yeah, so, all right, buddies, I got to get to work. So we're going to wrap this bad boy up. Uh, I'm going to play another song from Br Brendan Kelly. It's going to be off his Wandering Birds 
uh, EP that you can buy now on iTunes off of uh, Red Scare Records. Uh, and again, like my car did just break down. I just dropped $300 on it. It's not that big a deal because I had the $300. If you guys want to buy some Most of Harmless t-shirts, I got some in the store up at uh, mostofharmlesspodcast.com. If this is your first time listening to the show, uh, check out the Chuck Reagan episode. Check, check out the Micah Schnabel episode from Two Cat Garage. Check out uh, Frank Turner. Uh, all really good stuff. Um, I'm really excited and psyched for this thing. It's really weird when people recognize me from the website and the show. Um, again, man, I, I can't. I can't believe it took me this long to do it, and I can't believe how well it's being uh, received. And it's only going to go up from here. And I'm going to have to start doing these intros on weekdays when I'm not still drunk from last night. So, anyway, guys, uh, we're going to leave you again with uh, Brendan Kelly and the Wandering Birds. Uh, this song is A Man with the Passion of Tennessee Williams off of this uh, Brendan Kelly EP. And I did not remember to write down the name of that EP, so fuck it. We're just going to go from it with there. All right, guys, A Man with the Passion of Tennessee Williams. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Because I'm sitting